At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. Hi, everybody. Good Tuesday morning. A small glimmer of hope in the war. Yeah, two more hostages released. It's October 24th. This is today. Breaking news. Freed new images of those two elderly women now back in Israel overnight after being held by Hamas for more than two weeks. This morning, one of their grandsons is with us live. His message to the families of more than 200 other hostages while the war rages on. Israel stepping up airstrikes on Gaza and the U.S. renewing its call to delay a ground invasion. We'll have the very latest. Free for all. Republicans still scrambling to even nominate a potential House speaker three weeks after ousting Kevin McCarthy. Eight candidates now in the running. A new vote set for this morning. A live report from Capitol Hill just ahead. Massive pileup. More than 150 vehicles involved in a fiery chain reaction crash in Louisiana. Officials blaming a super fog that created near zero visibility. For 30 minutes, all you can hear is just booms everywhere from both sides. We're live at the scene where police are still searching through the wreckage. Shocking arrest. An off-duty pilot accused of trying to take down a commercial flight in midair, now charged with 83 counts of attempted murder inside the drama that played out in the cockpit. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the incident down uh, out of the cockpit. We want law enforcement seems to get on the ground and park. The search for answers. What drove a pilot to allegedly try to crash that plane? Those stories plus road to recovery. Olympic icon Mary Lou Retton released from the hospital after weeks in the ICU. What her family is saying about her miracle turnaround. Today, Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to Today. It's a Tuesday morning, and we're so happy that you are with us. Nice to have you along. We're going to begin this morning with the very latest out of the Middle East. New details coming in overnight about those hostages who were released yesterday. Two elderly Israeli women freed over what Hamas called compelling humanitarian reasons. But this morning, more than 200 others remain in captivity. Meantime, the U.S. is continuing to advise Israel to delay a ground invasion into Gaza to allow for further hostage negotiations. But this morning, the Israeli military says it is, quote, ready and determined for the next stage of this war. We're also seeing aid workers distributing relief supplies in Gaza after a third convoy arrived overnight. Fuel, however, is still not part of that relief over fears it could be used by Hamas for military purposes. We've got it all covered, including a live interview with a family member of one of those released hostages. But we do start with NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel. Richard, good morning. 
Good morning, Hoda. Medical officials in Gaza say that more than 5,000 Palestinians have now been killed by Israeli strikes. And this morning, we're hearing directly from one of those women released by Hamas. Hamas freed two more hostages, this time two elderly Israeli women, 79-year-old Nurit Cooper and 85-year-old Yocheved Lifshitz. They crossed to safety into Egypt late last night. Their medical team saying they're in good condition. Lifshitz even speaking at a press conference this morning. She said she was hit during her capture and taken into tunnels in Gaza that looked like a spider web and that a doctor saw her during her captivity. The releases are bittersweet because there are still, Israel says, about 220 hostages to go, including children and Americans. Hamas claims to be releasing civilians for humanitarian reasons in an apparent effort to improve its image. Israel says, don't believe it. The Israeli government released footage it said was taken from dashboard cameras and body cameras worn by Hamas fighters, purportedly showing them killing civilians in cold blood during the October 7th attacks that left more than 1,400 Israelis dead. Israel remains shaken and furious, but its closest allies are cautioning the country not to be blinded by revenge. The Gaza Strip is at a breaking point. Hospitals are running out of even reserve fuel. And with no gas for generators, aid groups warn life-saving incubators and ventilators will soon stop working. There have been no breakthroughs so far, but diplomacy is in motion. And Hamas, for the first time, appears to be weighing its options. A senior leader from the group telling NBC News they're willing to negotiate. So where do we go now? I'm talking about stopping the aggression opening the borders, uh, discussing our rights to get rid of this siege and occupation, and everything is on the table to be discussed. At the White House, President Biden was asked about a potential ceasefire and said Hamas has it backwards. For now, talks are still in early stages as airstrikes flatten more of Gaza each day. Lifshitz was also critical of the Israeli government, saying the military failed to appreciate the threat from Gaza before the Hamas attack. Hoda. All right. Richard Engel for us there in Jerusalem. Richard, thank you. Joining us now is Daniel Lifshitz. His grandmother, Yoheved, was one of the hostages released yesterday. Daniel, good morning. We are so happy for mm-hmm. you to see that your grandmother is doing well, to hear from her. We know your grandfather. However, her husband is still in captivity. Tell us how she's doing. Have you been able to see her? I've been able to see her. I uh, saw her last night. I came with a helicopter from Eilat. I was in uh, Yamsuf Hotel where the survivors and the family of Kibbutz Niroz are, which uh, this kibbutz suffered so strongly, many dead and so many kidnapped. Um, I came uh, yesterday night and uh, I met her. Um, you know, you said and you, everybody think about that she's in a kind of a good condition, but I, I know my grandmother. My grandmother is a very, very, very strong woman. I don't know anyone stronger than her. And uh, to see her, in this uh, fragile situation, mental situation. You know, from one side, it was, I was so happy to see her and so happy that she can walk. But 
I saw her and, 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 and also I felt such a huge, huge, huge sting in my heart to see her in that situation, knowing that she's been through so much. Yeah, she she had um, a news conference. We got to hear some of what she went through, some of her ordeal. What else did she tell you about what she went through during her time in captivity? Yeah, so uh, first of all, when they've been taken out from the house, uh, it seemed like uh, my grandfather got injured and uh, in the house while uh, trying to avoid uh, the terrorist of Hamas to go inside the room. And um, after that, they were taken on, um, on bikes, on motorbikes to uh, Gaza Strip. And uh, my grandfather, the last time she saw him was just on the fence in Gaza Strip when uh, he was uh, injured and uh, his situation is uh, unknown for the moment. And that is make me very afraid. And, you know, um, to see my uh, grandmother coming back in uh, that uh, uh, in that situation because she was released from the humanitarian situation, which means her situation was not good and uh, thinking about my grandfather what he's going through I'm uh, really afraid and 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 I think you know the pressure has to come as this is only two hostages more from so many we have we have more than 200 hostages still there which they have unknown condition and uh, I really hope we continue all that pressure as to bring every time to to you know the time goes and we are still losing time. The world pressure has to continue as Israel hold and uh, there is some negotiations. I mean, we need to speed up everything to bring all those people back. This is a very scary moment for me. I was really happy to see my grandmother. It was amazing, but seeing her was making me as well very scary for, uh, for the rest of the people staying there. And you know, we have so many people who died more than 1400 and um, everyone come back is like a light is like a, a ray of light but you know we need also a sun a ray of light is not enough when we have two hostages mm -hmm. coming back we need a big mass of hostages coming back to know they are good as they are children there from my kibbutz there are children from the age of nine months nine months think they are there and i don't know what they get there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's just un, unfathomable so, what your family has been through. We're happy for your ray of good news, and we uh, ha you have our hearts and prayers that your grandfather and all of the hostages mm -hmm. will be returned. Daniel, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Meantime, the chaos on Capitol Hill is entering its third week, but House Republicans are voicing optimism that they'll elect a speaker soon. Uh, they gathered last night to hear from the latest round of candidates, and an internal vote on a nominee is being held this morning. NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles joins us now. Ryan, what are you expecting? 
Well, Hoda, Republicans are going to have that series of private votes this morning. That's going to whittle down the field of candidates from eight to one. And they're hoping that one can get the 217 votes on the floor that will then allow them to become the next Speaker of the House. One of the original candidates, Dan Muser of Pennsylvania, dropped out last night after delivering his speech in the candidate forum. Now, many of these candidates have reached out to former President Donald Trump, hoping to get him to back their candidacies. The most experienced candidate, Tom Emmer of Minnesota, was hoping to tamp down concerns from Trump and his other associates that he's not sufficiently loyal to Trump, who, of course, holds a lot of sway in this conference. Now, at this point, Trump has declined to pick a favorite. If the party is able to settle on a nominee today, there is a chance, a slight chance, but there is a chance they could move to a full vote on the floor tonight or at least sometime later this week. Hoda? I mean, we keep thinking it's going to happen soon, but it never seems to. So why is it taking so long? Well, you know, it really comes down to a combination of bad blood and competing factions and ideologies. Former President Trump actually made a reference to all of it yesterday, joking that the only person that could be elected speaker right now is Jesus Christ. And one of the divisions involves the 2020 election, of which only two of the candidates voted to certify the election results, Tom Emmer among them. And that's one of the reasons that he's drawing the ire of Trump supporters. Republicans, though, are optimistic And that, with the clock ticking down to a government funding deadline, it is so important to avert a government shutdown, which is now just three weeks away. Hoda? All right. Ryan Nobles for us there in D.C. Ryan, thank you. We are learning more this morning about an alarming arrest. It has made headlines around the world. An off-duty pilot for Alaska Airlines is being held in an Oregon jail this morning. He's booked on 83 counts of attempted murder after officials say he tried to turn off a plane's engines mid-flight. NBC's Tom Costello covers aviation, joins us with more. Tom, good morning to you. Yes, Savannah, good morning. Law enforcement says this Alaska Airlines pilot was riding in the cockpit jump seat of a Horizon Air flight, deadheading or catching a ride, as it were, when he reached over, tried to shut down the engines, forcing the captain and the first officer to subdue him and make an emergency landing. The suspect, 44-year-old Joseph Emerson, will be arraigned later today in Oregon. Law enforcement and aviation sources do not believe there's any connection to terrorism or the situation in the Middle East, but the FAA is warning other airline crews to be vigilant for any signs of trouble. The big question this morning, why did a veteran pilot allegedly try to shut down the engines of a passenger plane while riding in the cockpit jump seat? Alaska Airlines Flight 2059, operated by Horizon Air, was headed from Everett, Washington to San Francisco Sunday night. When the airline says off-duty pilot Joseph Emerson suddenly tried to pull the engine fire suppression controls to turn off the engines at cruising altitude. The pilot and co-pilot stopped and subdued Emerson, removed him from the cockpit, then diverted the plane to Portland. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit. We want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. Passenger Aubrey Gavello, seated in the last row, saw Emerson as he then walked to the back of the plane. I made eye contact with him. It was like one of those like soul chilling, like dead in the eyes, like just calm and just kind of like he was taking in everyone around him. Aubrey's boyfriend, Alex Wood, watched as police took Emerson into custody. Now booked on 167 charges, including 83 counts of attempted murder. It's scarier this morning to to hear. And I was one of those people. Some acquaintances of Emerson are surprised. His demeanor, how he treats the kids, the family, no indications of anything wrong. 
Aviation experts say jump seat riders, including off-duty pilots and federal officials, are subject to increased training and security compared to other passengers. Anyone that rides in the jump seat, whether you're a federal agent or a pilot, there's training that's required and you have to get briefed on emergency situations. One passenger on the flight says he's glad everyone is safe, but wonders if more should have been done. The fact it was their own employee that, that did that, I, that, that, that's a whole different level. They let someone who tried to shut the engines down walk freely on the airplane. Tom, do we know anything more about the suspect's background? So Emerson was hired by Horizon Air in 2001. Since then, he's worked for Alaska Airlines and Virgin America. As for whether this might be the result of some sort of mental health crisis, pilots over the age of 40 have to undergo medical evaluations every six months and disclose if they have a mental health issue or medications. Full mental evaluations, though, are not part of the physical, and Emerson's last physical was in September. Savannah. Wow. All right, Tom Costello, thank you very much. 16 minutes after the hour, Craig joins the table. Hey, Craig, good morning. Hey, Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Uh, we turn now to the ongoing recovery efforts and investigation after a massive pileup involving at least 158 vehicles on a busy Louisiana interstate. Take a look at that. Authorities are blaming a so-called super fog that drastically reduced visibility. Embassy's Morgan Chesky is along I-55 where that pileup happened. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, Craig, just a driver's nightmare in every sense of the word. That stretch of interstate still closed in both directions. Officials say that they're concerned, not the weather. We are fog-free for now, but it's the fact that this massive scene was so stretched out on the interstate and involved so many vehicles, 150 of them, that there could be still victims somewhere inside the wreckage. And one survivor shared she'll never forget hearing one collision after another. Authorities in Louisiana working around the clock to clear a massive wreckage field. Following a deadly pileup on a busy stretch of highway just outside New Orleans. This is still a very fluid situation. Overnight, police confirming at least seven people died and dozens more were injured after at least 158 vehicles were involved in the devastating crash during Monday's morning commute. Louisiana State Police say morning fog and smoke from nearby wildfires combined to create a super fog, limiting visibility for motorists on I-55. It spans about a mile's distance and has broken down into several other crashes. These shocking images from above showing a mass of mangled vehicles below. Emergency crews responding to the horrific scene, involving multiple 18-wheelers engulfed in flames. The pileup shutting down the interstate in both directions and stranding some motorists for hours. I'm still shaking. Like, Speaking from a nearby hospital, Clarencia Ritas says she was driving for 12 miles on I-55 before visibility became an issue. We've seen some people on the other side waving their hands and letting us know to stop. As Ritas and her wife, Lisa, waited until it was safe to exit their car. We were hit from the back. Then we see another car on the left-hand side hit us. Then they had another car in the back of us hit us. And for 30 minutes, all you can hear is just booms everywhere from both sides. Clarencia and Lisa, who were both injured, now thinking of others as they begin to heal. 
Some people is going to have to live with this the rest of their life. The only thing that people can actually do right now is to pray for those people. And this morning, there is still no firm timetable on when the stretch of interstate will be reopening. After they clear all of the vehicles off of this bridge, they are expected to bring structural engineers to deem if it is even safe to travel on today due to the intense fires that broke out Monday morning from uh, multiple 18-wheelers involved in this pileup. And we do know that there are other areas of Louisiana that had dense fog advisories issued today by the National Weather Service. Fortunately, not here in New Orleans, but closer to Baton Rouge, officials urging all drivers to be incredibly cautious. Craig? I'm Morgan Chesky in Louisiana. It's hard, more than 150 vehicles. Yeah. yeah. And they call it the super fog because of the, the smoke and also the fog. Mm-hmm. And Al, that brings us to you. How's yeah. it looking for today? Well, this is what happened yesterday. You can see that there's the fire, the Bayou Sauvage fire, and that created that super fog. It finally started to dissipate a bit. But as Morgan mentioned, two million people under dense fog advisories from Baton Rouge on into New Orleans. Uh, we've got the severity of this fog. It's going to be enhanced by the smoke from the fires. Three mile visibility in Baton Rouge right now, but only a mile in Slidell, Homa, uh, five miles. As we mentioned, uh, New Orleans, not so bad. Now we move to the north. We've got frost and some freeze warnings for 34 million people from Hartford, Connecticut, all the way down to Jacksonville. And we're going to be looking at some very chilly temperatures this morning. Albany, 39, 42, Hagerstown, Richmond, Virginia, 40 degrees. But we're going to bounce back big, big area of high pressure, strong Bermuda high, pumping up really warm winds. Uh, We are looking at temperatures anywhere from 5 to 15 degrees above average at some places up to 20 degrees above average for Minneapolis, Omaha, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Boston as well. For today, possible record highs, Chicago 79, same in St. Louis, 84, Dallas, Cincinnati, 78 degrees tomorrow. That moves to the east. Syracuse, you're going to be 20 degrees above average. Paducah 79, Charlotte 76. And look at going into the weekend, Boston into the mid-70s, New York mid to upper 70s, and we may have our first rain-free weekend. Ba-boom! Buffalo drops down a little bit to 62 on Saturday, low 80s in Washington. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. If you're wondering today, where's the light? This might be it. There's hopeful news this morning in the health battle facing Olympic legend Mary Lou Retton. Kaylee Hartung's got the story. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. Mary Lou Retton's fighting spirit continues to shine. According to her daughters, she is now home recovering after spending a very difficult couple of weeks in the ICU. So coming up, we'll tell you what we know about the life-threatening scare she's faced and the road ahead. Plus, with the holiday shopping season upon us, an inside look at the growing problem of retail theft. Vicki Wynn will show us some new technology. It's aimed at stopping a crime that costs stores, and guess what? Shoppers, too. Millions of dollars. But first, this is Today on NBC. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed 730 now minnesota vikings pulling up a big upset over the san francisco 49ers rough start to the season how about it are you a skeptic or a believer i'm a skeptic you think that was a one-off well the 49ers are still one of the best teams in football yeah christian mccaffrey is playing injured too so okay not to diminish the vikings win (laughs) okay uh let's turn before minnesota comes out yeah stop this half hour some hopeful news on the health of gymnastics legend mary Rett. this is some great encouraging news her family says she's now out of the hospital recovering at home after spending weeks in the icu she was battling a rare form of pneumonia NBC's Kelly Hartung is here with more in studio. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I mean, she became America's sweetheart at just 16 years old. And now America is pulling for Mary Lou Retton again as she recovers from this serious health scare. Her daughters are posting new updates about her condition as Retton is released from a Houston hospital. This morning, a ray of hope for gymnastics icon Mary Lou Retton. The 55-year-old now back at home in recovery mode, according to her daughters, McKenna and Shayla, who posted Monday, we still have a long road of recovery ahead of us, but baby steps. This coming just five days after Shayla shared that her mom was suffering complications in the hospital. At the beginning of this week, we were going on the up and up. We were so excited, seeing so much progress. And then yesterday we had a pretty scary setback. Her family says Retton has a very rare form of pneumonia that kept her in the ICU for more than two weeks, not able to breathe on her own and fighting for her life. Pulmonologist Dr. Ven Gupta, who hasn't treated Retton, says she was likely put on a ventilator and now may require weeks of rehabilitation. Muscle mass is lost, especially the muscles that allow us to breathe effectively. And so her her rehab course is still going to be pretty prolonged to get her breathing muscles back to where they once were. At just four foot nine, with that big, bright smile, Retton first won our hearts at the 1984 Summer Games. The 16-year-old scoring five medals and becoming the first American woman to win the Olympic all-around title. I ran down to the podium, hugged Bella, and he lifts me up and he says, you are the Olympic champion. Earlier this year, Retton appeared in good spirits hosting a gymnastics event with her daughter, McKenna, who's also a gymnast. In 2019, they spoke to Savannah and Craig. It's woven into every fabric of my being, and we're a gymnastics family. Her daughter's now thanking the doctors and nurses who treated their mom, as well as the legions of fans praying for her recovery. Grateful doesn't scrape the surface of the posture of our hearts. We are overwhelmed with the love and support from everyone. 
And Kaylee, Mary Lou's family had a fundraiser because Mary Lou was not insured. How is that going? How does that stand now? Unbelievably well. Mm -hmm. They set a goal of $50,000. They have raised nearly half a million dollars Mm -hmm. with the help of about 8,000 donors. So pretty incredible. And the U.S. Olympic Committee has said they would like to help as well. Well, hospital bills are so expensive. I mean, it would take it would take about that. I've been in communication with her daughter, Shayla, a Mm -hmm. little bit, and she just they they are appreciating everyone's thoughts and prayers. So we're rooting for Mary Lou. So many people are. All right. Thank you. She's out of the hospital. Coming up, sealed with a kiss. Mm. Take a look. The new photo sending fans of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey into overdrive this morning. Especially you, Craig. I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Your team's wealthy. But first, Vicky Wynn checking out new solutions for a major problem as we head into the busy holiday shopping season. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm in a lab in Florida where researchers are helping retailers learn how to protect their stores, their products, and ultimately, you, the customer, from brazen thieves. Check out this pinhole camera. Coming up, I'm going to show you the new technology that could be coming to a store near you. That's next, right here on Today. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets Nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD. Have you met All Modern? All Modern brings you the best of modern furniture, and they deliver it for free in days. You heard that right. Days. That way, you get your sofa ASAP and can sit comfortably while figuring out your other modern must-haves. At All Modern, you'll find only the best of modern. From Scandi to mid-century, minimalist to maximalist, every piece is hand-vetted for quality by our team of experts and designed for real life. That's modern made simple. Shop now at allmodern.com. Welcome back this morning on In-Depth Today. Growing concern over a rise in retail theft as the holiday shopping season gets underway. Yeah, it's a multi-million dollar problem and it's having a major impact on shoppers. NBC's Vicki Wynn joins us now with a look at some changes that we might start to see at some of our favorite stores. Good morning, Craig, Savannah, and Hoda. Yes, retailers are looking for new ways to deter and detain thieves because they don't want to pass on the cost of lost merchandise to you, the consumer. Now, you've probably seen items locked up or attached to cords Well, there is even more anti-theft technology in the works. And this morning, we're taking you inside a lab where researchers are helping some of your favorite stores stop the stealing. Thieves captured on security cameras brazenly running off with merchandise from deodorant and diapers to luxury goods. This is crazy. They're locking up the toothpaste. Losses from organized retail crime totaled $112 billion last year. Theft is an issue. If that's not corrected over time, prices will be higher and or stores will close. These crimes prompting some retailers, including Nordstrom, Target and Walgreens, to close stores. That's why I'm here at the University of Florida in a lab that's designed to teach retailers how to better protect their stores and their customers. With me now is the lab director, Reed Hayes. Reed, thanks so much. So who comes here and what are they hoping to learn? Well, we're getting in here almost weekly now. Uh, the main asset protection and loss prevention leaders from over 80 retail corporations. So let's start right here at the entrance to the store. What are we looking at? Well, this is an example of technology that can be integrated if it senses that somebody's getting ready to steal a whole lot of things at the same time. These gates will shut. You're not locked in. 
but it slows you down. And I noticed there are cameras that you can barely see. That's right. We've got cameras in different areas designed to do just that, to help identify the offender later. The goal of these security measures is to make it more difficult to steal, increase the chances of catching the thieves, and cut down on the number of items they can get away with. What does this device do? Well, this is different. This is a device for very high-loss items where you can't just take it. What you can do is use a device, call for a customer service. Right. If you don't want to wait, then you can hit the cell phone option. And in that case, it's going to send you a text. You're going to put that code in. So now you're able to well, open I, the case yourself. Yes. Okay. So this requires a consumer to be willing to give up their cell phone number. You've got to. So I'm going to demonstrate what happens when someone tries to take too much off the shelf. After five bottles, what happens? Well, Thank you for shopping in our liquor and fine wine department. There he is. The service is on the way to your aisle to help you immediately. So that's a classic example of using AI. Computer vision counted five times. You hit a tipping point and that tripped that alarm. So it says customer service is coming. I'm not going to wait because I'm a thief. Okay. So I turn and I make my way toward the exit. A lot of cameras are now picking you up right now because okay. of that Vicky too. Okay. And this slows me down, but I can still get through. Yep, you can still get through. Ooh. The wheels on the cart locked because you didn't go past the point of sale and ring up a transaction. Hayes says some retailers are fitting store managers with body cameras. Research shows this can improve the customer experience and employee safety. And expect to see more of these cameras and screens when you're shopping. The researchers say that people are a lot less likely to steal when they can see themselves on camera. Hayes says in some cases, shoppers will have to use two hands to get products. So you can't take a whole lot of items in one fell swoop. Check out this shelf. First, you have to turn a dial to point the red arrow to the item you want. Then turn another knob to dispense it. And cameras will play a big role with features like facial recognition, artificial intelligence, even thermal imaging. And outside, license plate readers that can help identify cars involved in other retail theft incidents. Are retailers really going to invest in all of this? Some of them have to invest in it. Now, if you do see a crime in action, don't get involved. Law enforcement says only if it's safe, report it to a store employee. Retailers are, you might be surprised, they're not insured for these kinds of losses, which is part of the reason you are seeing some store closures and rising prices. Meanwhile, the ACLU and some other groups have raised privacy concerns about all that facial recognition technology and the license plate readers. But this is part of the, you know, give and take retailers trying to figure out how do we keep cons- you know prices down for yeah. consumers. But at the same time, we need to be able to prosecute. Well, it's clearly become a major problem. How how much cooperation exists between some of these retailers that you mentioned in the story there? Yeah, our law enforcement sources, Craig, say it's gotten a lot better. Retailers are less reluctant to cooperate to get prosecutions done and you know put some of these bad guys away. But when it comes to sharing that data, it's really interesting. They're hoping that, let's say a Walmart gets a smash and grab. They've got yeah. the license plate reader. They can give a heads up to the target down the street hey, this just happened at our store. Just be on the lookout for this car, this suspect description. They're not there yet, but that's the hope with all this data that they will share. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What'd you do with all that booze? I put it back. I put it back. (laughs) Okay. Party at Vic's house. All right. Thank you, Vicky. Mr. Roker, what you got? I really like that. Uh, (laughs) We've got, uh, okay, this is Norma. This was a hurricane, but it is now... 
sending all of its moisture up into the plains this morning from Wichita Falls, Childress, Texas, Oklahoma City. We could see some flash flooding and that rain is eventually going to be making its way up into the north, uh, into the, the Great Lakes region from Green Bay all the way to San Angelo. We're watching that colder air coming in behind it. So look at this. We've got a major winter storm firing up. Winter weather advisories, storm watches and warnings stretching from the Pacific Northwest all the way into North Dakota. Some snowfall amounts. We're talking upwards of 12 to 18 inches of snow through Thursday or Friday, I should say, as we make our way from Yellowstone on to the Lewiston, Miles City. So a major snowstorm getting itself together for October. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thank you. I still have this morning a major announcement from CBS. Why does yanking some of your favorite cough and cold medicines straight off the shelves and what you need to know if you already have them in your home? We're going to break it all down with Dr. Azar. What's coming up in Popstar, buddy? Coming up in Popstar, two Popstar exclusives to bring you. All right, plus... uh, Jacob Alordi. He's one of Hollywood's uh, rising stars. He's getting a lot of attention. He's playing Elvis in the big screen after this. It's gone sideways. National Outlet Shopping Day is back. Join us June 8th and 9th at Simon Premium Outlets nationwide. Score thousands of can't-miss deals from brands you love all weekend long. They've got up to 65% off every day. And the National Outlet Shopping Day deals are even better. Visit premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD to find a premium outlet near you. That's premiumoutlets.com slash NOSD.